developing your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. Hello and welcome to another edition of Video Games to the Max. I think this is episode 295. And I am your host, Sean Garmer, here with me as always, Mr. Mark Morrison. Howdy. And we are live on the Twitch and on Facebook at 2 a.m. Eastern time right now. So if you happen to be awake or I guess on the West Coast and it's only 11 over there and you want to watch us, you can go to our WTMNet Twitch channel. Of course, I'll always follow us on there, subscribe to let us know. Uh, you can know whenever we have shows, of course, the other stuff that's on the WTM Network also uses our Twitch channel like all of Radless's shows, whenever they're doing entertainment stuff. Um, and, of course, uh, when Eric is doing his thing with the game show or the League League of Legends show as well. Um, so, and, of course, we have our Facebook page. If you, you're on Facebook, you can go uh, follow us on there, uh, debitonet.com as well. And, well, uh, we are on YouTube after the fact, so if you prefer YouTube, you can watch some video there. Of course, listen to us wherever there are podcasts. Uh, that's always an option if you just want to listen with your ears instead of watch our, uh, well, my face and then a Mark's black screen there. Uh, so just a quick note, uh, sorry for last week. I was not feeling well, had a really bad case of, uh, like a really, really bad case of the runs to the point where I had to like lay in bed and it sucked because last week was not only Thanksgiving, but it was my birthday. So I'm 35 now, but wasn't much of a celebration. I did get to see one movie that we'll talk about in a probably a little bit later in the show, and it is gaming related, so you guys will probably care much more about that in this instance. And of course, had the holidays. It's actually my mom's birthday today, so happy birthday to my mom. And of course, Mark, you also had holiday festivities. Anything? Uh, I bought some stuff, there? like Blu-rays and, and games. That's about it. Okay. I mean, yeah, there was those Black Friday sales. I participated in that as well. Uh, I'll talk about some of the games that I... Well, I'll talk about all the games that I bought on that sale. It's officially ended. The Steam one is still going for a couple of days. I'm not sure if the Xbox One is finished or not. Uh, Switch actually had a really good physical one at GameStop. They had a lot of games that were down to $27. Uh, so if you missed that... Uh, I'm not a physical person, so even though on Switch it's actually not that bad because you just carry the cart with you. On the other systems, I really just didn't want stuff physical. But either I way. Bought, I mean, I bought like a digital copy of Fire Emblem and then sold my physical one. There you go. Uh, so, yeah, let's, I guess, get into the games. If we want to talk about new stuff, or at least the newest thing that's out, I did uh, Pokemon Brilliant Diamonds. Um, I played up until the second gym. My Pokemon are at like all level 22, 23 in that area. Unfortunately, for those people that do not like the experience share, the experience share is not able to be disabled in this game. So just letting you know, even though it's actually a better idea for them to have it because apparently this was when uh, they decided to beef up the competition in this, uh, in the Pokemon series. The Elite Four, you have to be around like level 70 when you get to them. So it's actually probably a better idea to have the experience you're on. I still think it's weird that they know that there's a lot of 
you know, players that don't like it. And it's weird that they don't make it an option from the start for them to disable it. Will they ever make it an option? I don't know. I remember this being a problem with short and shield. And then I think they eventually put that in with a patch. So I'm not sure if that will get put in or not, but we'll see. As far as the game goes, it's Pokemon Diamond and Pearl as you remember it, basically, except for the facelift. I like the chibi characters. I know people don't like that, but I actually like the way they look. And I think they look a lot better when they're in battle, uh, honestly, than the people give them credit for. And really, um, I haven't ever played Diamond and Pearl. So I've kind of been slowly uh, going through the game. Obviously, it's a Pokemon game. So, you know, if you play Pokemon at all, this is kind of going back to the old formula. And, you know, at this point, if you like that, you know, this is the first game. I think they introduced the contest. No, that's, I'm usually not one that really cares for any of that extra stuff in the Pokemon games. I just play the story. I beat the Elite Four. I usually go around and catch Pokemon as, as I meet them. Uh, and then I'll go back maybe and catch some of the legendaries and stuff like that. Um, there is a lot of heavy... I mean, there's... Diamond and Pro actually has a, some a lot of the Pokemon that I think people wind up using uh, in the, you know, battles or whatever like that. When you're talking about going up against your friends. Uh, but I, what I've really found is I usually always try to use Pokemon that are exclusive to that game. I don't go back and try to use like Gen 1 Pokemon or whatever or Gen 2 if it's a different. I did the same in Sword and Shield. I only use Sword and Shield Pokemon. I didn't go back and try to use, you know, old favorites or whatever. So I've kind of found it difficult to find ones that are only for this game and not like, you know, from older games. Didn't one uh, so, of the didn't one of those games like you, you know, like it, it locked all the old ones behind like New Game Plus or something like that? Yeah, I think it was this game actually. They locked a lot of them here. Yeah, was like, it black and white? I'm not sure. They, they like ticked uh, off people because yeah, they wanted they they brought over their Pokemon or they, you know, hey, I want to find Pikachu, and it's like, well, he ain't in here for a while. So yeah, I don't remember exactly what game, but I do I do kind of know what you're talking about on that end. Um, I haven't finished it yet, so I don't really have a lot to say. Honestly, I, I do think Team Galactic is kind of stupid. I don't feel like, I mean, get, look, listen, uh, for the most part, Team Rocket and uh, Team Aqua and whatever the heck they were and Ruby and Sapphire weren't anything to write home about, but I felt like it at least increased in difficulty and you didn't have the same dumb Pokemon throughout the thing. So far, I feel like the whole Team Galactic thing is just silly and um almost a waste of your time but you know whatever on that um i do like i do ha i have liked some of the the you know the two towns that i've been in you know there's that i'm not sure how i feel about the rival guy that feels like he has adhd and has to run around all the time um, when you're facing him but this kind of started the uh the thing with the friendly rival and not so much the in your face i don't I dislike you rivals. So there is a change in that direction. It seems like for this, you know, where the, the series changes into the, Oh, let's have the rival that isn't necessarily mean or like, you know, actually once, you know, you guys are competing with each other. This is more of a like, ah, well he got here for me and whatever. And okay, cool. And then I'm going to run off to the next thing. Oh, but we got a battle maybe. And then, okay, that's it. Uh, it almost feels like the, the professor is more of in your face and, uh, kind of with it than say your rival is, which is kind of weird, but I kind of like Rowan the Professor, so that's a, that's a neat thing. At least. But yeah, it's Pokemon. Uh, if I get more into it next week, I guess I'll talk about it then, but we'll see. I've gotten into 
I bought myself a bunch of games with the Black Friday sale. I may do so with the Steam sale as well because there's some games I want to try out for Game of the Year uh, discussion. So we'll see uh, how that goes. Uh, one of them is uh, Life is Strange Two Colors, which okay, I'll just I'll go through. I bought uh, Life is Strange Two Colors, which is probably the most expensive one. It was thirty eight with the standard edition. I didn't buy the deluxe and all that other stuff. Plus, I'd really never. I'd only played Life is Strange one to like a certain point. And then I never picked it up again. I never played the other two. So Life is Strange Shoe Colors is really the first one that I've actually given a shot. And I played the whole way through. I beat it. Um, I also bought Deathloop, Resident Evil Village, and Persona 5 Strikers. Those were all 30. So again, if you miss the sale, I'm sure for the Game Awards, they might have a similar sale, but they may not go that low. So if you missed it, um, you know, that you missed out on yeah. uh, having having some really killer games be 30 bucks. Uh, you know what? Life is Strange for me, I, I thought that that game has some really good story. Uh, I, I do definitely think it deserves to be in like the best narrative category when we're talking about, you know, game of the year kind of thing for that. Uh, I really like Alex as a character. Uh, you know, I think that the way you go through her story, what happens to her brother and then how you use that to continue to tell the tale, of course, is very important and really drives her. The two romance options are there. I feel like it sort of pushes you one way and not the other towards um, Stephanie, but it does a good job of trying it, it, giving you the option to do either one, whether it's the male Ryan or uh, the female Stephanie. So, um, And you can actually kind of toe the line between both of them for a while until you get to a point where it, it makes you either choose neither or choose one. Um, and then it's weird that they... I, I didn't like the fact that there's an extra option. I understand that he's like the son of another character that's important to the to the game, but I didn't necessarily like that you're giving people the option, but there's an extra section that's only for them, you know, if you romance the male character, whereas you don't get that if you romance the female character. I chose the Stephanie. So I didn't get that special like extra stuff that you get if apparently if you romance Ryan, which is, you know, again bad decision by screen except feel like if you're gonna present both you shouldn't just have an extra section that's with one and not the other um considering that i like for about like eight years of my life i went to colorado to veil which i know it's different than what this section of colorado is supposed to represent uh but it's sort of the same kind of vibe like this small town kind of vibe veil has that sort of vibe obviously it's more of a ski town but when you walk around the various stores that are in the area where I, we had our condo, it kind of felt that same way, you know, and it's, I, it kind of like brought back some memories for me. I thought that was kind of uh, neat to have it set in, you know, Haven Springs in Colorado in that area. Um, I, I, I liked a lot of the surprises you get, like the certain sections that they go into. I don't want to spoil it for people that haven't played it yet. Uh, but there is this one cool section that actually they make it into a game itself. And I appreciated that they went kind of full ham with it. And it really goes full ham when you get to the end of that part. And that was uh, really one of like the best parts for me is like getting there and, and like experiencing that and be like, wow, they really did, you know, they dedicated a lot to that and they didn't have to. So I appreciated um, for what that was. As far as the emotions thing with Alex, I feel like they, they did a good job with that. I don't know how the other, you know, powers work. I know you played 
Life is Strange one. Yeah, that was uh, all. That where... was all time related. Like you could freeze time to rewind it. And I think okay. in two, it was all like telekinetic. Okay. Yeah. So this is more of like your. I didn't really grasp until I was halfway through chapter two that you can actually there's like you know NPC characters that you can mess with you know their emotions as well. I didn't realize that you had the uh, the ability to do that until like it tells you at the end. Oh, you made this decision, and other people made this decision. I was like, "Oh, that's why there's a button, and they have yeah. a little circle on their head, and I can actually, you know, it doesn't have to just be with the main characters; it's a little side character as well." So I kind of missed that, but for the most part, it was fun, like going through and seeing what people's thoughts were, and then deciding if you, you know, wanted to change that or not, or help them or or not. And there, there was something like that yeah. in the first game where there are instances where like a bird would a bird would die randomly. Right. Like, it would, like, fly into, like, a window. And you could, like, rewind time and open the window before it does that so the bird would survive. Oh, uh, okay. And it's, like, not in the... It's not explicitly set in the game at all until the until the end when you get, like, the checklist. And it's like, oh, you saved four birds, or you saved the bird. Oh, like, what? okay. I didn't it notice doesn't that. do it by chapter. does it by the whole game? I didn't know it by chapter because that was episodic. Okay. Yeah, this does... I mean, it's all in one game... Obviously, instead of the seven episodes, so uh, but it does have the chapter set up. Yeah, um, you know, you know when you get to the next chapter, it blatantly tells you. Uh, so yeah, for the most part, I I really enjoyed it. And if you like narrative based games, I think this is one you definitely uh, should try out. Even if you haven't played any of the other Life is Strange games, I definitely think this is worth a shot on its own. And you don't have to know anything about the other Life is Strange games at all. This is its own self-contained story. And, you know, like me, now I'm possibly considering, you know, if I want to play Life is Strange Remastered or, or whatever, yeah. or um, was it Before the Storm was the other one Deck Nine did. So, uh, and they also have DLC with Stephanie, which I've considered uh, for 13 bucks if I want to buy it or not. We'll see. Uh, but I got a lot of other stuff to, to get to. I did give Deathloop a shot. It hasn't hooked me uh, really uh, it, quite like, yet. Like I said, it takes a while to really get going. <laughs> If I had only bought that game and that's the one game I'm trying, maybe I would have like not jumped to something else really fast. Like they introduced, uh, like how how many loops did you do? Probably just like one or two. I did like three or four. I mean, the thing was, I died a few times until I got the hang of it. Of okay. Like choosing when to be sneaky and then choosing when to like just go in there. You know. Yeah. See, the, the thing about that game really is you find something called. Uh, residuum, which is like some element that you can find. Have you seen like weird objects that are like purple? Yeah, yeah. That's that that's residuum, and you get that like later on, and you can absorb that later on. And okay, that, I was that, wondering what you would yeah, do with that. Yeah, I was like, is this like a graphical glitch when I first saw it, or like what the hell is this? Uh, what it what that does is it allows you to basically save uh, save your loadout. So let's say you find a gun you really like, you can save it, and then the next time you loop, you st- you have that gun automatically. Okay, so you don't lose it. Like, and it works die. for uh, like uh, like weapon uh, modifiers on the weapons, like you know trinkets or additions. And it also works the slab thing. So like my guy, when I loop now, I can automatically teleport, and I can uh, link guys to get like okay. link enemies together. Like I throw out this like projectile that like links enemies together, like health wise. So if I kill one of them, for like whoever is linked to him goes down. Okay. But yeah, I, I I like the clockwork nature of that game because yeah, like certain of those characters, certain like encounters, you can just kind of keep doing the same time, same thing over and over. 
Yeah, I mean, I like the, I mean, I like the fact that you have the option, you know, obviously from the Dishonored guys, uh, you know, that's in there of like having the option of whether you want to be sneaky or whether you want to just go in there, guns blazing, but obviously you have to deal with more enemies if you do that. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I enjoyed that part and I like Colt as a character. I like how kind of like off the cuff he is of just saying whatever. And sometimes yeah. it's like saying the way he's, he talks to Juliana uh, while, you know, when she's like basically trying to mess with him the whole time, whenever they talk. Have you faced off against her yet? No, I haven't. I, I'd only gotten to, I think like the third world or whatever. Okay. Yeah. Uh, or the third like mission. Like I went to where I uh, find Colts uh, where he lives. Yeah, okay, then, the apartment, yeah. Yeah, and then I got to the one after that, and that's kind of where I stopped. Yeah. Because I was like, okay, well, I'm going to give uh, some of these other games a shot, and then I did get hooked by something else that I'm almost done with now. So um, I might go back to Deathloop uh, once I get done with this, because I'm pretty much at the end. I did give Persona 5 Strikers a shot. I mean, it's a it's a Musu game, so even though it has the Persona you know, a flavor to it, and I did appreciate that. Like, I appreciated going back and finding, uh, you know, getting, going to meet all the characters again. Yeah. Uh, that was, that was cool. And then, you know, fighting with them and, uh, and everything else. I feel like it's a game that I don't necessarily like have to rush through or kind of know what that game is. I can kind of take my time with it. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, I did really get, uh, hooked by Resident Evil Village, uh, considering that I'm not a big Resident Evil. Fan. not because i don't like the the lore or the story or whatever it's more of just i i played a little bit of seven i played a little bit of the re2 uh remake i recently bought the three remake but i haven't touched it i played a little bit of what is it zero yeah that was and a game, little bit of the one remake one. so like yeah. i've never really gotten far in any of them i just kind of play a little bit and then something happens where i get distracted by another game or something that's like more of my vibe and then I drop it and I don't come back to it. I own all the games on the PlayStation 4. Um, so it's not that I don't care about the series or whatever. I always am down for buying them when they're on a sale. It, I don't know. It's just nothing had really grabbed me. And then I just start playing with an evil village and I don't know what it is. I mean, I guess it's just, you know, knowing that all of you guys, that's the one game that we have a like very much like uh, Final Fantasy 7 last year. The one game where we have a consensus is Resident Evil that we all kind of liked it. So you like, you like it because yeah. it's the story of a man trying to find his daughter. <laughs> no, not really, because Ethan is such a trash. He's kind of bold. he says the stupidest shit I've ever heard, and like I'm sorry, it's just there's nothing I, good about him. He's I think it's. Blank. I mean, I think it's funny he walks around like throughout the entire game with like two fingers missing and doesn't care, or you know, doesn't. Even... Well, I mean. He, he... <laughs> He did go through the shock of having his arm taken off and then he puts it back on and they puts on this uh, special juice, you know, or the, the special uh, medic thing. He doesn't, and that... he doesn't reattaches <laughs> it. Like, he just like, sticks it back on. Yeah, he's like, all right, yeah. I'm cool. <laughs> it's like, all right, whatever. I mean, so, you know, like, I actually, I like the, like, all the villain characters are actually pretty cool. I mean, the, the thing that sucks is uh, Lady D is not... Uh, yeah, she's like the first I, character or first boss and she's like... She, yeah. barely a, a factor really <laughs> you know yeah that's the thing is you know a lot of the marketing is built around her and you don't see her much you don't see her much in the area that she's in either because she's a stalking character but there's large parts of that castle where she is not a factor at all 
Um, and, and he, he can would like, forget that she's there. Or he can like, totally break her AI. If you just go in like, the save room, she will not, like, cannot find you, which is really funny. Yeah, I mean, it's that's true. Um, I mean, it's also just funny because like, I'll like run around that uh, until you get to the last part where apparently she figures out that she can go into the room with the, the four statues. Yeah. If you go in that room, she like doesn't go there. Yep. And you need to be in that room most of the time. So it's like, okay, you know? And um, so, I mean, there was times where she got me because I didn't get into the room fast enough or whatever, but I didn't really find her that uh, that difficult. I mean, it is cool what happens to her, you know, turns into what she actually is. You know, I really uh, think Heisenberg's pretty awesome. Uh, the I actually kind of felt bad for the Moreau character. Hit Heisenberg's boss fight is really terrible. <laughs> yeah, I haven't got. That's where I'm at. I'm at actually is um the boss before him, the propeller dude. Yeah, that's where I'm at. And then I've heard that that fight with Heisenberg. So and I and I did like the the little section that's actually more traditional Resident Evil, the the one with the baby. I'm glad oh. that that was short. <laughs> yeah. So um. So it doesn't like wear out its welcome. You know, I don't know that it hiding about 20 times would have been uh, really good for the pace of the game. That was the dollhouse or the doll. That was like before the doll, but yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, I mean, and I really like the, the, the merchant. I don't, I don't know about the character itself, but the merchant is, I like the fact that there's an upgrade system and I love all the guns. I like, I mean, obviously I have the, some of the, you know, better guns now or whatever, but, um, I think for the most part, it's like they're always uh, spot on good with, you know, what you need at that moment. Um, I never felt like I like was running out of See, ammo. Yeah. yeah. That's that's the thing is I didn't either, but Jens did. Yeah. Or he said he was like constantly like running low on ammo. And I was like, I mean, that may yeah. happen like once or twice, but for the, like, the most part, you're always, always finding stuff. Yeah. yeah. Or, or I mean, you could. Uh, there's always the other like weapons, the bombs and the mines and stuff like that that uh, help you um, as well. Like uh, you know, I just had to go through the factory, which to me I think that's like the worst section because it takes way too long. Uh, it feels like it goes on forever. I'm just kind of like, oh my god, be done with it already. Uh, yeah. And then you know, you have to fight these dudes with the the little yeah, weak spot and the, only hit him in the heart. Yeah. I yeah. Like not blocking it. I was like, cool. And then you get to the point where they're armored and they come out of nowhere in the darkness. And I'm like, yeah, damn it. You know, not right now. Like, you I'm know, it's a lot of fun though. Yeah. Re replaying that section on your second time when you have an infinite ammo shotgun. Oh, okay. I, bet. <laughs> I just used a couple of mines and died. Yeah. And I was like, all right, cool. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, but no, I, I uh, like the other, the thing I liked a lot was the, uh, where you go in the lichen den and then you're just mowing through the freaking uh, yep. wolves like crazy. Um, I love that section too. I mean, there's, there's a lot of good sections uh, in that game. See, what's funny yeah. is you bounced off of Resident Evil 7 or you, you know, you stopped playing it. And like the consensus generally is like Resident Evil 7 is a better game or at least a yeah. maybe scary. Well, a better, game. more of like horror. You know? Yeah. I guess I'm going to be one of those that probably likes four more than... Well, eight is a lot like four, yeah. right? That's like more action-based. But this one kind of tends to keep a little bit more of the horror than, say, uh, four does. So, yeah. And four has a merchant too, right? That's the one that's going to get remade next. So we'll see how that goes. But yeah, I, I'm really liking it. I'm hoping to beat it 
if not tomorrow, by Wednesday before I go to work. And I will move on probably back to Deathloop or if I get something on the Steam sale before it ends. Yeah. We'll see. You told me that you are now taking your turn at Guardians. You're about halfway through. Yeah, I bought some yeah. stuff also for Black Friday, but now yeah. I only bought like one new game, which is Guardians. Okay. Uh, Yen's picked me up Dark Souls, or Demon Souls, rather, for PS5. Demon Souls, okay. Uh, so I'll give that a shot later on. I mean, it's not, I mean, that's a year old. But I'm kind of curious right. to try it, because that's like the one game that actually looked really nice at launch. But I picked up uh, an N64 flash cart. Okay. Which is funny, because I don't have an N64 to run it on. I mean, but the cart was cheap, so why not? Uh, right. I picked up Marvel vs. Capcom 2 for the PS2. Okay. Which is not cheap. Yeah, I imagine not. That was 160 bucks. <laughs> Oof. Yeah. Uh, and then I picked up uh, Persona 3 Limited Edition Jade Cocoon, which is a PS1 game. Yeah. And, and Star Ocean, the second story, which is also a PS1 game. Okay, yeah. That's but a, I got that uh, one for free because it was buy two, get one. Game. Yeah. And that was like the only game they had that was kind of, like, kind of interesting that I could afford. And then I also grabbed, oh yeah, I grabbed Mass Effect uh legendary edition for steam for 10 bucks oh nice because of a the amazon had a price there for like five minutes you're always good at grabbing those yeah but you already had it for what ps4 yeah ps4 yeah yeah so I'm like, all right well might as well <laughs> uh but yeah guardians is a game i picked up because I, I actually picked it up at best buy or like, oh, maybe it was 25 there no it was 35 but I, I, was walmart was like oh you're, this our edition comes with a steelbook but i saw like a lot of copies a lot of people complaining that it didn't, or like they were missing it. So I'm like, eh, screw you guys. So I'm like in chapter eight of that game. I don't like it. <laughs> you don't like it? Why? Well, I, the game, the, the gunplay is fine. Or like the gameplay is kind of interesting. Like having to manage all the teammates when you're trying mm -hmm. to like stay alive yourself. Right. Or like, oh, here's I mean, but they're supposed to help you so you can stay well, alive. Like, okay, here's well. a shielded yeah. guy. So I have to freeze right. a shield down and then I fire a few like electric bolts at him to like, bounce off him and then other people and then you know kill him myself yeah that's that's fine like the gameplay itself like the actual like nuts and bolts gameplay is fine uh i hate the voice acting in that game with a fiery passion i i believe me i understand you can't get chris pratt like the movie cast through this game although chris pratt seems to want to voice everything nowadays so what does it matter um if you're not gonna get him like if you're not gonna get the movie cast get like actual voice actors like get like you have to get like nolan north but get like people who have like done it before. I find uh, Quill's voice actor to be insanely annoying, jackass, and I kind of know that's the character, but like not to that level. Uh, the only guy who's done voice acting in that game is like the guy playing Groot, which is hilarious because he, he only says say one anything. fucking line. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, the voice acting is really doing doing it in with the story also because like, I don't care about the story because I don't like what, how anyone sounds. I mean, I guess Rocket's kind of okay, but, like, believe me, there are better voice actors in Canada where, like, this game was made or, you know, recorded. You couldn't find anyone else? I don't know. I guess it just didn't... I thought they sounded fine. I thought Rocket sounded sort of like Rocket, you know, Groot is Groot, whatever, and I didn't have a problem with Quill, I, you know, like you do. I mean, yeah, he's supposed to be a little bit of an asshole, but that kind of goes away as the team and, starts bonding, which, well, you know... That, well, that's... Two two things. One is like there's a whole big kind of fight between uh, Star Lord and Rocket, like in right. like chapter five to like seven or eight, and I I don't know what it's about. Did you pick the option to throw him? No, I okay, didn't. No. Okay. 
Like I was fairly nice to him, and then he was like, basically yeah. Like, they oh, had the six. They had the fight where he leaves, right? Yeah, him, yeah, like he takes Groot and they're like, they're gone. I'm like, you're in like right. no uh, the space station. I'm just like, what the fuck just happened? Yeah, because uh, they have a fight over who's if that basically making him feel like he's not important. And, yeah, uh, you know whether it's his ship or not, or you know whatever. two other things. One, that game constantly is referencing other adventures that they that they had, but mm-hmm. that's not good. Like it's more of like a well, you're not showing this, and it has no, like, there's no basis of reference for the player. So, when you guys are talking about some adventure you had on, like, some other planet, why does this matter? Or, you know, what's going on? Well, I mean, they're not, this is not their origin story. This is, like, this is the Guardians, and they're kind of, they're start, they're, like, they have been around as a team for a little bit, but you're seeing them, this is the story that makes them the guardians that you know where they do become a team and they care about each other and that kind of thing but they've been uh, on other adventures with it, so it kind of makes sense i mean at least to me it did of like well of course they would have other adventures because they've done other things well it, it's it'd be like if you if you got into a group of friends and then all of the group of friends are referencing advent stories or things that happen to the group of friends and you're just sitting there looking idiot because it's like well i, I have no reference to any of this crap the other thing I hate is well, two things I also hate. One is I hate that whenever I go to find like materials or the upgrade mm-hmm. uh, resources, yeah. everyone's always bitching at me about doing it. <laughs> like when you explore, yeah, yeah they like, tell you why are you going that way, Quill, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. or it's yeah, like I, I I'm in the uh, I think I was on the oh the Nova ship, and I went to the one of the hallways like with like poison gas. And I stopped the gas and got the, got the resources. And I think Gamora was like, "Oh, you're, you'd rather uh, you'd rather be in a, in a room with uh, deadly gas and talk about if this girl's if you're the father to this girl." And it's like, no, I'd rather be in this room with deadly gas because it has a fucking uh, metal I need to you know upgrade my shit. <laughs> like it's not like the biggest deal. And I also play that game like eighty percent with the stupid visor on because I had the I had that upgrade or that you know thing that's like, oh, you can see. Um, resources pop up and it's like well why wouldn't you have that on like all the time and the last thing is i'll say is i hate that goddamn huddle mechanic okay yeah, the huddle no one likes i, I didn't like it either that's, i've done that's... it like eight times uh i failed six times like of how, the eight, how did I you failed fail six. it's so it's the the most obvious thing it's whichever one says talks about te- no because there's a lot of them that like oh I talk about teamwork, and then everyone's like, fuck you. Or it's like, it's like, no, that's dumb. And then they just leave. And I'm like, what the hell? I only failed it one time because I didn't hear what they said. Other than that, well, I've I mean, never failed that thing. They out. literally pop up words like above the character's head saying, Gamora feels confident, or Gamora, you know, Rocket yeah. is depressed. And it's like, okay, well, I'm trying to, I'll give like a pep talk answer, and then everyone gets more depressed. And I'm like, okay, then, why the fuck would I do this at all, then? Aside from, like, uh, me getting, me hopefully getting the uh, like the damage upgrade. I mean, like, the thing that is helpful is that you get to use their special abilities, I think, like, two or three times uh, in a row. I didn't even know that. I, I just yeah. saw that it's like, oh, everyone gets, like, a damage upgrade or damage, uh, and I'm like, all right, Yeah, fine. you get a damage boost, and their special abilities are, like, um, on a, they, they don't do a cooldown for, like, two or three times. Yeah. Yeah. And then, of course, you get the where they place the. I'll finish that. How many chapters are in it? Like fourteen. Seven, seventeen. Ugh. I don't really mind the game. Like I said, the gameplay itself is it's kind of boring, but fine. Uh, but yeah, I just hate like the the story is like hit or miss. 
like at the moment, but I just hate the voice acting so much. It's like really drawing, like driving me away. That's probably because you have to hear a lot of it constantly as well. Yeah, so that that's another game where I could, I could probably dig in the options or turn on the voice acting. That might help, or just turn it off. Yeah, you can, or you know, just play it on mute. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I uh, might help you. What else? Me and Yen's finished Diablo two. Okay. Like the well, we finished like the main chapter or main game like a week or two ago, and then we finished uh, the expansion like a few nights ago. That it, that expansion is no joke. We spent almost two hours in one goddamn room. Damn, really? Like Why? not not the last boss because the last boss is Ball, but the room before him, like the room that he's in before he goes to like his portal. It spawned in like ten enemies that were hard. Then like ten like ten more because it's like a gauntlet. Ten enemies hard, were hard. Ten more enemies, which were hard. And then he spawned in like seven of these guys. One had like a big, one had like a name, like a champion. And the, his six buddies all hit like insanely hard. And then had health regeneration. Oof. Ah, uh, like very rapid health regeneration. So we got we kept getting slaughtered and like running back to our bodies. We couldn't like damage them down hard enough. We eventually did because I think I kited like five of them away, and then he killed like. I ran back and he killed like two or three of them, and then you could just kind of go. Yeah. But I looked it up later, and those guys were like level fifty-seven or fifty-eight, and we were like level thirty. Oh damn! Oh yeah, of course, thirty leveled. Yeah. <laughs> but then we geez. killed we killed Ball. I mean, you got a lot for that too. But that was like I don't know half hour. That was like really easy compared to like that room. Kind of still playing uh, Shimigami Tensei Five. How is uh, how's that? Uh, it's still hard. Like that, that game does not give you any any uh, quarter for as far as like introducing new players or you know making it easy. <laughs> uh, still, still Shimigami Tensei again. It's hard. Okay. I mean, it's I would say it's harder than like most of them. It's harder than like at least three. Oh wow, that's saying something because a lot of people think three is hard. Yeah, uh, I may buy the DLC that lets you kind of cheat. Like, there's an item that lets you gain levels quickly. Uh, that'd be useful. <laughs> yeah, I'm but, sh- I'm sure that it would. Uh. And I think Yen finally got, he was able to order a copy of the premium edition. I don't know if it shipped or not yet, but he was happy. <laughs> That's good that he's going to do that. So I uh, should know before we uh, get going next week, the show's going to be on Wednesday because Randy is going to be on. Uh, well, Thursday morning for you guys. So at least we'll we'll get to have Randy on and he'll talk about what he's been able to play, which he's going through Guardians as well. I think he's like in chapter four right now and uh, played some other uh, things. Oh, I also got to play It Takes Two a little bit with Anaya. Yeah. So, um, you know, she laughed at the Dr. Akimi stuff because she liked his accent, but it was funny. We got to the first uh, boss with the, the vacuum. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, yeah. yeah it's, you know, it took her a little bit to figure it out. I mean, I, I was very he- I'm proud of her that she wanted to do all the puzzles by herself. She didn't want me to really pass them for her or whatever. And she, she got good by the time we finished of course, we need to go back and keep playing, but I've had to, I've had to, you know, play stuff myself. So we haven't had time to go back and play, but I really need to play some more. I think we got to like section four, um, and that's as far as we got. Where you're, uh, she's the, she has the hammer, and she yeah, obviously the played, uh, she played yeah. May, and I, I played, uh, I forgot his name, the the male character. Yeah, yeah. That's what happened with me and Yen's too. <laughs> um, so you know, I have the the nail and she has the the hammer and you have to work together to try to figure out where you go. That's as far as we got. Yeah, I mean I think that's it for us uh playing games here. Uh but yeah, I definitely think, you know, more people hopefully if you have a friend to play with, 
definitely play with a friend. I would I would say don't play with random. Uh, if yeah, it doesn't matter. It doesn't need to be your significant other. Play with a friend. Play with a sibling, a child, uh, whichever. Uh, definitely want people to play that game. I uh, I haven't played all the way through, but from the you know the sections I played with the night, we had a lot of fun. We laughed a lot. Um, so I would definitely recommend take advantage of the fact that it's on Game Pass and play that, folks. That being said, let's go on to what is happening in the news. And you mentioned Mass Effect, you know, picking it up and everything. Uh, Mass Effect may possibly have a TV show that is being, you know, Amazon is the one that it's actually trying to secure the rights uh, for it. Uh, Deadline reports. Of course, this should be for Amazon Prime Video, obviously. Uh, there's also rumors that they're doing a Dragon Age. Now, I don't know if Amazon's going to be the one trying to pick that up as well, considering they have the so that'd be two big fantasies. Now, obviously, Amazon has the money to do it if they wanted to. It's kind of led to uh, one of the lead writers for Dragon Age, David Gator or Guider. Um, he really had a lot to say about it. Um, it makes yeah, he sense. Was, he wasn't happy. <laughs> yeah, he, he went off of the fact that, you know, Mass Effect's game where basically you kind of create a lot of the story yourself. Um, as you play, and that's going to be hard to translate into an actual show. Um, as someone that has played a lot of the Mass Effect games, uh, well, all the Mass Effect games, Mark, I mean, how do you feel about the news of this series becoming a TV show? Uh, I mean, it could work. And I do kind of agree, at least like partially with his viewpoint, but like most video game adaptations have like bad characters or like no motivations. So it's a little weird. Like, look at like the Halo, like what, you know. How is that character going to really work? Because he he barely even talks in the game. Right, but he still no, but he talks. He just he, you well, don't I mean, see his face, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think the problem is, yeah, I would say Dragon Age is worse because there's not really a defined character, like you know, a I don't want to say pitchman, but like a recognizable main character. Like at least Mass Effect has you know that that male model dude, so they'll find someone who looks like him who can try, hopefully act and cast yeah. him in the role. Uh, or else it should just do like a light and dark side for every episode. Paragon, uh, Paragon and Renegade. Well, he, he made all the good choices in this one, all the bad choices in this one. I don't know. I mean, have you seen, I doubt it, have you seen that Cowboy Bebop show? I watched uh, the first couple of episodes. I mean, people bitch about it. Like, it's not like wholly accurate to the anime, but like, I don't know, that works relatively fine. Yeah, but I feel like those characters, they already have their motivations, like what they're supposed they, to do. I mean, I mean, they are much more defined, sure, but I, I just meant like from a, like a visual aspect or like, you know, like a... I, I don't I, think we need to... I don't think that's the worry for anyone. I mean, like, Star Wars exists. Like, all these other things is like... Making a space show is not what I'm worried about. Like, them getting those characters looking right and the the settings that you're incorrectly is not i think what people worry about it's more about okay so a lot of this game is based on like your companions right so the companions are pretty well defined it's only shepherd that's like a blank slate and right you... okay they're well defined right but okay they're not going to be able to make the same choices they made for those companions some of those companions are going to be like footnoted Whereas for some people, those companions were a big deal. You're That's going to be difficult for them to capture that. Um, they're just going to have to give all these companions an end base. They're going to have to give Shepard whichever version they choose, right? They're going to have to decide whether it's going to be female Shep or, or male Shep, right? They can't have both unless I mean, they're going to have uh, a uh, romance between the two Sheps, which would be really weird. So, like, I mean... It, it, 
it should it should be male shepherd, but given the political nature of things nowadays, it'll be like. Well, didn't didn't uh, Bioware themselves say female Shep is the actual the canon? I mean, I maybe, yeah. but that that came way later. I mean, wasn't that what they decided? Like after and once they made Andromeda, that was supposed to be female Shep was the canon. Um, I mean, if, if if that's the case, it's really dumb because it's just like revisionist garbage. It's like what they how Doctor Who has been ruined. Whatever you're saying, it's been ruined because they added a female doctor. No, I'm saying it, it got ruined because they revised the history and oh, okay. crammed yeah. in garbage that completely destroyed the character. I will agree there. We, we know that Doctor Who uh, bastardized by uh, you know the current director and everything. Yeah, Chibnall. Uh, uh, so. I mean, she was only on, I mean, even if you talk to Higgins of the games, like she was like on the third one, like the third box art, and that was it. You're saying it may be something that they decided uh, later and not necessarily the way it was intended at first. Yeah. Uh, I mean, when you start that game up, the first game, it defaults to male model dude shepherd, you know? Like, right. Whenever I, whenever I boot up a game, I always just pick default. If I want to be a woman, fine. I usually go by like what I've seen the most of. Or just, you know, there's some games where, like, for me, it doesn't matter. You know, like, let's say, okay, Pokemon, I because at the beginning, there was no option to have gender, right? That was later. I've always been, because it's supposed to be more reflection of myself, so um, I always pick the male character. But, say, in, uh, let's say, Scarlet Nexus, right? I picked the female character. Um, and some other uh, games where you have the license to, like, create what you want, I usually create a female character. Um, a lot of times it like matches that game really. So I'll uh, go with that. I think, yeah, unless I'm like trying to be more of like myself, then I'll pick the male character. But for the most part, I usually pick like the male character. Well, that's what um, I said for uh, <laughs> Far Cry 6 and Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Like Valhalla starts you off with male character. So I'm like, okay, I guess I want me to right. play male character. I think Far Cry 6 starts you off with like, a female. It doesn't start with like a female character, but like that's like the first option on like. The well, menu. it should be because Danny's the only thing they ever showed in that. Uh, well, but, but I trailers. mean, it's a uh, gender neutral name. So like, the, even if you pick a male, his name is right. Like Danny. No, I but I mean, that. like, I'm just saying, like, they've only ever, sh- they've never even shown yeah. that there is a male option, right, in the trailers. I mean, that so. was the uh, uproar about Valhalla. Is like people were like, oh, you don't show the female Ivor. Like in the commercials and stuff, she's a kind of an afterthought. But it's like, oh, I mean, they should just have you play a character, you know? This like gender, this like picking and gender stuff is like really weird in these games to begin with. So I'll agree with you to that point of like maybe those games really do need to just pick one and stick with it, uh, especially because they tend to really sh- uh, you know show their hand as to which one they really wanted it to be. Yeah, like uh, um, Odyssey, like they mainly showed the girl. Right. Okay, I picked her. That's fine, you know. Or even yeah. uh, syndicate, like you switch between them both, at, like at the same time, because like the brother and sister. Right. But you could still kind of see they favored the sister more. Like she had much more of a story. Yeah. Like, fine. Just let me play her. Like I don't care. Like I personally don't care who, like who or what I play as. I right. care more about like them building a good story around the character. I agree with that. Yeah, you kind of go based on, but I think like Mass Effect is built with both, and you kind of go with that but then having to arbitrarily pick one when people are so used to you know you get that option it i think it is really going to affect some people and they're perhaps watching i mean this is a long time ago but i think they ea once said that like the majority of people just pick like male default shepherd 
like soldier. Right. Some know. may not even have known that there was. No, they know because it, yeah. it very specifically it lays it all out there. Oh, but, okay, okay. This, yeah. Still, it is going to be very interesting how they go about it. They're going to have to give whichever shepherd they choose an actual character of someone's choosing. It's not going to be like your own. It's not going to be blank state character. Uh, they have to give him some kind of character because then it's boring to watch. So, hey man, yeah, it worked for Mario. You know, Mario is a, a different thing. Um, but still, uh, we'll we'll see how that goes. I I I mean, it's cool. It's cool that Mass Effect I, is going to have its own show at least. I, I think it's I think a show is much better than the movie they were kicking around like a decade ago. Oh, I agree yeah. with that. Yeah, this this <laughs> is so long that you need to have a. Show. You know, I agree. It's like. Witcher, I think, doesn't it, it works as the fact that they gave it more length as a show. Yeah, uh, you know. So I'm glad that they made that decision. We're not going to try to cram so much stuff into one movie or make it into a trilogy of movies. Let's make it a show and see what we can do. Uh, but well, I think the, like a you know an average book is like you know 300 pages, you know, give or take. But a lot of that is set up like describing right. environment or inner monologue or you know whatever. Games have a script too. Mm-hmm. Which they're probably shorter in length, but it's a lot more dialogue or action, you know, or just there's the action sequences that yeah. you're interacting with, right? That's different than when you're reading it or watching. So, yeah, so that's why, as a whole, I think shows are much better than a movie, or unless they can look like Sonic worked, but Sonic has fucking no plots. So who cares? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, Mario will probably work because, again, it doesn't really, it has the same plot or even like over and over. I know some people complained about it, but even like Detective Pikachu, because I mean, what is there to complain about? That was great. Ah, uh, Yens didn't like it. Oh well, Yens is Yens. <laughs> He's particular, but you know. Ah, uh, but like I think you know, as a as a as a uh, rule, I think shows are better, but they're also way more expensive. Yes. Like I think That's it's going to be. I mean, it'll, it'll never happen to to begin with, but like the proposed Metal Gear movie sounds awful. That's a long ass game to begin with, and trying to cram that into two to three hours ain't going to work. Yeah, probably not. And then also, like, how do you, where do you go after that? You know, whereas yeah. if you made it a show, you could, like, each game could be its own season or whatever. Yeah. But I understand why they wanted the movie. It's the same thing, like, I'm glad Halo was a show and not a movie because there is a lot of Halo lore that you can now explore. You See, know, I think, I think like, initially Halo could have worked as a movie, just Halo 1 as a movie. Right. But, yeah, the character's... Like the story has grown, and also it's a bigger franchise, so people want it more. Or, right, you know. exactly. I'll agree uh, on that front. So, speaking since we're already talking about movies, uh, I probably should have ran into this when we I talked about Resident Evil Village, but I did watch the Resident Evil Welcome to Raccoon City uh, movie. Uh, first of all, I should know that obviously this is a ten year old. Uh, she liked it a lot, Anaya. So uh, there's something for that. I think here's the thing. If you go into it expecting super amazing effects of the other Resident Evil movies and all that stuff, I think that that is going to be jarring. No better depiction than the terrible... The only thing that I thought looked really bad is the Hellhound. Because they don't even try. Like, it's just... It's mean, pale mean eye. The yeah, the dogs. Okay. Right? Okay. <laughs> so, like, the dogs, it's just like... Pale eyes, slobber. Oh, they bit the dude, and then ah, uh, they you don't really see them change, you know. So it's like it's not as cool as when you see them in the other Resident. Um, some of the zombies when they're at the at the police station look really bad. You can tell that they told them 
you can see where in the scene they tell them, oh, you need to act more like you're angry. The, it's like you see them do it right there in front of you, and it's not great. I thought for the most part, the movie was actually decent in telling this of like basically mashing one and two together, uh, you know, because you have all the characters of one yeah. and two. Well, in, in, in that movie, uh, Jill Valentine didn't kick a, kick a dog, jump off two walls and kick a, try to kick a dog. No, no. And then I also think like Jill is the person they chose for Jill worked for me. Um, really? Because she was, I think she was like in that movie, I think she was like the biggest actress in it. I guess, but it's like, I don't know. It's just, um, it's like her and Leon, they didn't pick people that represent them well as far as like looking the part. Wasn't um, Leon like a uh like a Spanish guy? <laughs> yeah, Leon was a Spanish guy with like longer hair, and I was just like, why almost everybody else looks like their character you made Leon so different. It's like that doesn't make sense. It's okay, it's fine. It's like we get that that's Leon, right? But it's like I don't know, it's just why the one guy looks has to look so different from the Leon you used to see, right? Like Chris they got it. I thought Claire they did a really good job. I thought Claire is perhaps the best uh, character in the movie. Um, Jill is okay. Wesker's fine. Uh, you know, uh, the guy that plays Mr. X also probably one of the well-known actors. In the, um, I thought he was he was okay for the parts that he gets to play uh, in there. Um, you know, they uh, they have an extra character, which is not in the games. Um, who kind of, they base some of the story around. So like that, I don't know if you know the premise of the movie. Um, are Chris and Claire actually, like, did they, are, were they in an orphanage? No. Okay, so uh, that's made up for... Maybe, I don't know. Yeah. It's, okay. it's it's never said in the, it's never said in the uh, game, maybe in the book. Okay. Because you, you're talking about those S.D. Perry books, and I read some of those when I was a kid. <laughs> yeah, Naya is reading the Resident Evil Zero one right now, which that's what's funny is that movie almost kind of sort of like goes backwards in a way. So um, by the okay. end, so yeah. Yeah, I, yeah I'm re- looking at it like Wikipedia. Yeah, Chris and Claire were like, were orphans or like they lost their parents. So. Okay, so that's the, yeah, so that's what I appreciate is like the story is actually closer to the game yeah. than the bullshit that they pull in the Resident Evil, Paul W. Sanders and Resident Evil movies where they just don't give a shit about that. And it's just basically using some characters as a, oh, hey, well, hey, guys, there they are. Be excited, the fact that Jill is in this movie, but it has nothing to do with any of the games at all. It's just our own plot, whatever. Uh, so I appreciate the fact that they really did try to kind of stay close to and actually have a lot of the, they have, you know, pieces and people that are doing some of the similar things. I saw yeah. some review criticism. Well, I know the movie's pretty low budget compared to like yeah, the other ones. Yeah, it is very low budget. Yeah, it's very but low I saw someone com- complaining like, oh, the guy, the director just put in a bunch of shots or like locations from the game, and it's like okay, yeah, that's what people what? fucking want to see. <laughs> that, that's what you want, right? Like the Spencer <laughs> Mansion actually looks at the Spencer Mansion, right? Like that's what you want. Yeah, so, that's what that's right. what the first guy. Failed for the first six times he made those fucking movies, you know. Yeah, I mean, uh, like they, they, uh, they, they capture, you know, the fact of Wesker's like path of what he wants to, you know. So like they got a lot of the stuff right. It's just the fact that I think people wanted it to. They wanted it to be the Resident Evil other movies, right? The budget of those with with the story of this, and so this feels like it's very low budget, obviously, and and that sucks. 
on that perspective, but I liked it from what they tried to do. And there's still some cool, some cool moments. Um, I mean, you know, so, I'll, probably, I'll probably see it at home when it comes to like digital. I'll yeah. probably like it more than the other other Resident Evil films because this has a story that I, you know, somewhat. Yeah, care about. I, I, I mean, it was it was this or watching Encanto, and it was hard because it's like I'm also taking my girlfriend and her dad, and we're going at the 10:45 showing. I said, let's just go with an action movie so everybody kind of stays awake and, and you know whatever. And I was like, the one that liked it the most was the one that I thought would would be scared and wouldn't like it at all. Um, my daughter, so now she wanted to read the books, and I'm I'm happy for her. She, she liked it. Uh, it was a win uh, yeah. for me on on that front. Um, so you saw? I saw Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. Okay, the afterlife. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, <laughs> it's fine. Okay. Uh, I mean, a lot of people are going crazy because of the like callbacks to the first one, you know, and it's right. like slow your roll, people. <laughs> like the Ghostbusters, like the old Ghostbusters show up at the very end. They don't do shit for the, you know, they get knocked over. That's about it. And uh, well, at least, at least they got that one correct because whether they're old Ghostbusters and they're old, you know, they're not. They're um, yeah, they're right now it's, Ghostbusters, right? So like they would get knocked. Yeah, <laughs> it was fine. Like, I would say, I'd give it, like, a good sell, like, 7 or 8 out of 10. I, I thought the soundtrack was just really distracting because it basically used the Ghostbusters 1 soundtrack. Like, oh, okay. Over and over, like, certain musical cues. I'm like, okay, you can stop that little piano riff because I already heard it enough in Ghostbusters and you bringing it back for the f- fifth time. Yeah. It's not doing like, this movie once, any favors. Once <laughs> yeah. is enough. You don't need to do it that many times. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the acting was good. I mean, looked fine. It's not a comedy. Well, I mean, there's like very few actual like jokes in the movie. I mean, that that 2018 Ghostbusters or 20, 2016 or I think it's yeah, 2016. 2016 yeah, so. that movie was like crammed full of quote unquote jokes that weren't funny. So I would rather take a movie that's not funny to begin with or not not in like attempting to be funny than a movie stuffed to the gills with like awful jokes. Where's uh, where's the new game based on this Ghostbusters movie? <laughs> Well, see, I guess if it does does well, then I think maybe. it is doing well, yeah. but not like super. Yeah, uh, apparently, Encanto did not do that great, but you know, it is what it is. Uh, so, and that's sad because it's a movie with a Latin lead. Makes me which sad. one? Encanto. It's basically like oh the, yeah, I, I'll talk trailer for that. Coco. Yeah. There's possibly a Marvel MMO happening, um, and Jack Emmert, who was involved with City of Heroes, and Currently heads up DC Universe Online uh, is going to be a part of it. It's really rumors right now. There's not a whole lot to go on other than I'm not. I'm still not going to play because it's an MMO. But that's cool if the, they can bring another Marvel MMO into existence. It, if it was free to play, I might try it. But my my fear is the problem with Avengers. It'd be too like MCU focused. And also, yeah. how de- how depressing is this news for Avengers? Like the Avengers team. <laughs> It's just, there's no validity to it right now. It's just a bunch of leaks. So. Yeah, but I, I got I got the feeling this is like where the smoke there's fire. Like, believe me, Marvel or Disney wants Marvel to be doing well in the game space. And like yeah. Guardians is fine, but that's not like the endlessly profit generating thing that like Marvel, you know, Disney wants it to be. Right. They want <laughs> Avengers to do well to the point where they can keep getting something out of it. It's not right now. Um, I mean, Spider Man also did well, uh, yeah, and Miles Morales as well. So. But like again, those are like one. Oh, those are like a few mo- game, months worth of profits, or you know, I'm sure they covered the covered the cost of the game. I've made money, but it's not 
19, like $16 million a month or $16 million a month and like an emotive. No, I, yeah, for sure. No doubt. It, again, Disney wants something they can keep putting something into. It didn't work with Ultimate Alliance. It seemingly is not going to work with Avengers, um, well, even though it has a good story mode. But the multiplayer aspect is not helping at all. So how uh, uh, how much do you think Disney or Marvel slash Disney regrets uh, what happened to Marvel Heroes? I think this is why this is happening. They want one that that was existing before Disney took over. So either way, it was going to yeah they. They want to have their own thing that has their stamp on it. And this right. is why this would be happening because they said, okay, well, Avengers didn't work. Um, you know, obviously these single player things work for us, but they're not a cash cow. They're not something we can keep putting money into. The only other thing we have is let's do an MMO and see if we can get use the power of Marvel to get people to, to want to play it. I, I think it's going to run into the same problem that that DC one did, where like everyone wants to play as like Wolverine, just like everyone wants to play like you know Batman, but they're just quest givers. <laughs> we'll see. Obviously, they know Wolverine is a well thought out or well loved character because he has his own single player game in the world. Well, I don't so... mean I don't mean him specifically. I just meant like people want to play as named characters or like their favorite character. They don't want to make the, they don't want to necessarily make their own. Like a random jackass. <laughs> oh no, definitely not. I mean, yeah, that's the whole thing. You don't. I don't want to play with my own character that I made. Whatever. I want to play with as those characters. Yeah, I agree with you. They'll have to figure it out. Yeah, I mean, you. The thing is, they have to have content planned out for a while here, just like you try to do with Avengers. But look, you have, uh, you know, a certain Final Fantasy fourteen to look at and try to. See how you can make that work. Yep, but you can just I, plug you can just plug a uh, blade into the main character role and <laughs> copy that game directly. <laughs> I, you know, I I don't know. It's just that's it's not easy to it's not easy to even with the power of Marvel. If the game it's based on is not good, you know, you that, can make one of these, but it's it's not going to do well. That's kind of my my fear is anything that Marvel really has a hand in seems to not do well. Yeah, and I think to make this game work, you'd have to have Kevin Feige and other folks from the higher up at Marvel creating stories for it and really no, like no. giving. Yeah, I, I guess. I, I guess. Well, partially, but I mean, like, think about like Spider Man. Like that is wholly disconnected from the MCU. Yeah. Think about Guardians of the Galaxy. Like that, that's mostly disconnected. Right, but those are single player games. You can do that with MMO. You have to have. So much behind it. You have to have story with story with story. We have to have no, no story is one. I don't mind story. They can create whatever yeah. the hell story they want, but I just right. mean like it's going to be so corporate focused on MCU that like, look at like Marvel vs. Capcom infinite or look at, uh, you know, Avengers. Uh, yeah, it wasn't, I mean, even ultimate Alliance kind of focused that way as well. Uh, partially. Yeah. Like it didn't have mm-hmm. a ton of, you know, a ton of like weird characters. Yeah. I mean, but th- see, the MMO, if it works well enough, you can eventually start putting in the weird oddball characters or whatever. Um, see, like, I mean, it was, it was obviously before, it was before, uh, you know, Disney took over. But, like, when Marvel Heroes came out, like, the MCU already existed. But they had their own right. separate story and, like, you know, roster and characters. And it was fine. They just had, like, the MCU, you know, uh, like, you know, uh, costumes. And right. they sold well. Obviously, because that's what people wanted. But 
It but again, a- like I think it's more about you got to make sure you get the game right. Yeah, and obviously pr- have a story that's interesting and and that drives people along. And again, look at that Final Fantasy fourteen model of okay, how do we do expansions? Who are we going to base these expansions around? And then what characters are we going to add along with these expansions? And you know how how are we going to go about providing a roadmap for when we add yeah. certain characters? You know, don't you cheap know. out like Avengers with Spider Man. Yeah, yeah, don't you can't make Spider Man exclusive to only the PlayStation. Or and whatever, it's got, yeah, it's got to work. Uh, yeah, like I don't understand how you use Spider Man. You make this big deal; he's exclusive, and then there's nothing exclusive about him other than the fact that he okay. And he looks dumb. He looks like garbage. Yeah, that's only good. Bad Avengers, bad, bad. Speaking of Square Enix, hey, what do you know? We're talking about Square Enix talking about a game not selling well. Like, when is this not a thing? Square, they already kind of noted that. Uh, what was it? Uh, I, I noted that if Guardians keeps going down, they might say the same thing about Guardians. But apparently, Neo the World Ends With You um, did not sell well. I mean, there's probably a reason why it's like on sale for $15, I think it was, at Walmart. Yeah. Uh, that, I think, tells you everything you need to know. The fact that it's on sale for $15 at Walmart. Um, I, mean, I mean, it. yeah. at least... It's a shame. I have no, I have no opinion on the game itself. Like I, I didn't play it or the, the prequel, but at least we're not blaming uh, the white guy, the white guys for making a bad game. <laughs> yeah, like the way Crystal Dynamic, why Avengers sucked. Yeah. So you know, I I've only played the demo in your world, so I can't comment either on you know the game itself. It's just the game is niche. I mean, we're we're I mean, it has been stuck into Kingdom Hearts because it's another Nomura thing. You know, but the difference between that Kingdom Hearts has Disney, right? Kingdom Hearts has all these years of well, decade, games decade and, and, a half. Yeah. Yeah, and all this stuff. Like, Neil, uh, Worldlands with you was like shelved for how long until they redid it on the Switch. And then, okay, now we have a second game. It doesn't really have those characters or the main character from the other games, you know. It's starting off with like new characters. And then. It's also kind of convoluted in a way, so it doesn't really draw in. It doesn't bring in people that may be interested in Kingdom Hearts that know the series from there to play this game. It, it's a totally different kind of game. So I don't know. It's just I don't think Trainers can ever imagine that that game was going to sell hotcakes or whatever. Now they did a good job of making sure it wasn't just on Switch, right? It was on PS5. Um, yeah, but I saw like on- that like Square didn't promote it at all, and they basically just made Nintendo promote it. And yeah, but I also feel like it came out and it pretty quickly just, uh, it, it did not have a very good hype cycle um, either. It's like, I don't feel like it got a lot of worse um, because it obviously takes, uh, it's a long game and it also takes a certain person that really likes that to review it. So I don't know. It just, there's a lot, I think, with this that doesn't work and didn't wasn't ever going to lend itself to becoming this huge series or it was always going to be one of those niche series that you know yeah so i don't know I, i'm kind of curious because i don't think it actually said how much it sold so i'm curious if it actually sold well and they, they just have crazy expectations like they like they constantly do if i mean if it didn't really it really didn't sell that's a different matter but you know yeah. who knows <laughs> let's uh move on one that Pulls my heartstrings because I know I fear the worst because a lot of what's happened games that Epic buys or or companies that Epic buys. 
Yep. Uh, I'm already counting down the days to one with the announcement that basically Harmonix has become a, another Fortnite studio or... I mean, that was the uh, announcement. <laughs> I mean, it is. They're making musical experiences for Fortnite. Uh, is sort of like the main thing they're going to be doing other than continuing to support mm-hmm. Rock Band and Dance Central with DLC. Uh, I don't know where this... Or Fuser, I'm sorry. Fuser and, and Rock Band. Uh, there is no, they're not going to make new instruments. They're not going to like make another game. I mean, why would they really? Rock Band 4 has been made into a service kind of thing at this point anyway. So let me ask you this with, with the news that Epic bought or, you know, is buying Harmonix. Do you think Harmonix ever makes another game? Oh, I, I do think they'll make, I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Rock Band 1, uh, because they've wanted to put it on PC forever. So. Well, I meant like a new game. Uh, I could see them making if another. Not, I mean, not Rock Band Five. I meant like a, an actual new game. Well, they did technically, right? Fuser, and then it didn't do that well. I could see them making like a a weird kind of game, like something more like an amplitude or whatever again. But I don't think you're gonna see uh, another big game like Rock Band or whatever. I don't think you're gonna. See. I think they'll keep supporting. Rock Band to a certain extent until Epic kind of gets tired of. See, I don't even. I mean, I think I don't even see that being long for the world. No, I, I don't think we're gonna have another DLC pack where they put in stuff that everybody wanted. I don't we're, think we're gonna see that. I just think they're they're gonna do what they did with Rock Band three for a long time. Of uh, you'll still see them put out the two songs. Yeah. Every week or whatever. I mean, this week they just put out like Eleven Newton Johns like physical. And then they Finally. had a uh, fuels shimmer, I think, the week before or whatever. I mean, so they're still putting out music. I I need to actually transfer all my songs onto my uh, external drive, um, and so I can play it on my Series X. You know, I think the the bigger miss is that people were hoping with Epic being able to buy them, that means that okay, now they have the cash flow to be able to uh, make new instruments and. Uh, add stuff into Rock Band 4 that people have wanted and all this stuff. And it's like, you guys are really like hoping for the sky here. They're not going to do it. I mean, look at what's happened to Fall Guy. Yeah. Uh, they add skins and that's kind of it. Like, I don't really see them. They're still obviously a player base, for, but I don't see this like it didn't explode more because it bought them in case you could actually make the case that it like did the reverse. I mean, the other example, my favorite example is Cherry Entertainment. I mean, they made Shadow Complex, and then I think EA or Epic bought them, and then they made those Infinite Infinity Blade game, which yeah. were fine, but it wasn't fucking Shadow Complex 2. And they were always like, oh, we just need the money for Shadow Complex 2. And it's like, you're owned by Epic. Like, they don't have the money. You know, it's not like yeah. this game would cost a billion dollars to make. I think it really depends on... And clearly, like... As you've right. seen, like, you know, uh, Bloodstained and other crap, or even, like, Metroid Dread, like, there's a market for crap. Yeah, there is. The thing for me is, I think it really depends on what happens with the Fortnite. It, if I think if the Fortnite stuff does well, that might uh, give them the freedom to where Epic could say, okay, yeah, you can do your own thing. I mean, uh, you, I, I like, like harmonics, but like I said, I think they're just done as, like, they're co- the cool little Boston developer that could, like... No, no, I, I, we're not going to see them harmonics that they were. Like, I think the people that are having that dream are people that are just like living in nostalgia. 
They're still the ones that are playing rock band every day. And I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. Again, I love rock band. Uh, rock band is one of the reasons why I still play uh, games. Um, it is one of the reasons why I absolutely love classic rock music. And there's so many bands that I would not even know anything about if it wasn't a rock band. I owe rock band a lot. I'm just saying, like, it. please stop thinking, oh, man, this company came and bought them. So that has a bunch of money. So they're going to drop all this money into the game that we love. No, they're not because they bought harmonics to help out Fortnite and also probably to like give harmonics, a, a, you know, so you don't have to go into the, the dumpster bin, which is nice. Again, it keeps people working. All those that developer ex keeps existing and they get to keep jobs. And that's great. And I love the fact that that studio gets to continue those people that are at harmonics, still doing their thing, still getting to make music. They're still getting to make music, right, in a different way. They've always tried to do something different aside from Rockman. Dance Central, Fuser, the Fantasia thing, uh, Drop Mix. Uh, they tried to, to uh, the Rock Band VR. Like, they've always tried to do something different. And I appreciate that. And they always have to go back to the well because it's really the only thing that has really stuck out for them, unfortunately. And for one reason or the other. And they tried to bring Rock Band back. It didn't work. And there's nothing that tells you that Rock Band will ever come back. Um, I mean, they said that when the Rock Band 3, well, not ended, but, you know, that yeah, died down. I mean, Activision tried to bring back Guitar Hero at the same time. It still didn't do anything. It's just people are past that, you know? Uh, Rocksmith exists that lets you actually learn how to play a real guitar if you want to. Like, and it's actually really freaking good. And I am sometimes, uh, especially with what they announced at E3, sometimes I fiddle with the idea of, man, maybe I need to go pick up that game and actually do that. You know, it was a time. And I think the only thing that would possibly do something for them is if they were able to re revive Beatles Rock Band and put in the other albums. That might be the only thing that perhaps gives. But that would cost so much money that I don't even think even Epic would bother with that um, because that's all the licenses and everything else that they would have to go through. Now, obviously, different deal than when uh, Harmonix was going through. Now the Beatles are on everything. They're on Spotify. They're on Apple Music. They're on whatever. You wouldn't even think about what happened years ago. Obviously, it, unfortunately, uh, I don't want to say it this way, but it had a lot to do with Michael Jackson dying. It was back there their catalog as as much as i love harmonics and rock band i agree with you marcus it's not going to be the same it's not going to be some revitalization of harmonics i'd love for them to be able to make some smaller game revolving music or whatever but i don't think we're going to see this big huge harmonic right. and i and i would not be surprised if we're counting down the days to just one day randomly they again announce i'm sorry but deal season you know yep. because mm -hmm. it's epic right like for every story of like a rocket league continuing and whatever like it has a fan base but it's not this huge fan base that like fall guys and rocket league and some of these other things that epic have bought it's a very niche fan base and so, like epic's basically kind of like sustaining them to where like okay well y'all can keep doing your little thing over here but you got to help us and do stuff for for fortnite and if let's say nobody gives two craps about the the music stuff that they put in fortnite i think that 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 will start unraveling and cause Epic to be like, well, why are we over here funding for them to continue their little game over here that does nothing? Like and at some point, somebody's going to hit the light switch and go, yeah, we're just wasting our money. Over. That's about four years from now. I mean, it'd be cool if it lasts four years, but I'm just saying, like, I, I don't know. I just don't see it as a, 
lifeline to bigger things. It's more of a like, we're just sustaining it. And it all depends on how that, that stuff with Fortnite is. Moving on from that, I know. Oh, man. Sorry, we have gone uh, a long time here. I did not. We would uh, still be. I think we definitely, uh, because we didn't talk about it, it, like, had just started to come out when we did the previous show. So I definitely think because we've talked about the other stuff involving Activision Blizzard, uh, we have to talk about this here. I know it's probably not everybody's favorite cup of tea uh, that listens to gaming podcasts at this point, uh, but we do need to discuss it here. Uh, Bobby Kotick got himself in a bunch of mess. Uh, at one point, he had uh, shareholders asking for him to resign. Then he had a board backing him still. Then it came out that apparently he knew about many of the sexual misconduct allegations. And this is the problem, right? For a large part of this, it's been Blizzard. It's been, oh, this is all involving Blizzard. That's what I always said. And then, right, you were the, one of the ones that's, and you were correct, right? Most of this involved Blizzard. Then it comes out that, oh, he knew about the alleged rape of a former Sledgehammer Game employee by a male supervisor in 2017. Something that he withheld from the Activision board. That is not good at yeah. all. That is awful. And this is a CEO of your company withholding something huge like that. That is awful. And then also, uh, he blocked um, Dan Bunting, the former Treyarch studio head, from getting uh, terminated over being accused of sexual harassment in 2017. You're not... You're not uh, reveling your you know putting yourself in a lot of glory here it seems like you are an instigator of why the company has this mentality you're blocking people from getting fired for for things that people should be fired for i mean our people should be you know not just fired but like exiled from the industry for and especially the the rape i mean like what are you doing bobby what is wrong with you as a human being? Like I don't, I don't understand this. And then it's like, okay, well, you had a staff petition that came out as well, and that you had a thousand three hundred Activision Blizzard employees that say they no longer have confidence in leadership. Bobby Kotick, that's not. And then even the worst damning thing is all three of the major console makers came out against what has been happening. Even Nintendo, for God's sakes, Nintendo decided. Doug Bowser decided to get himself involved here and send an internal email to everybody telling yep. them we're not cool with it. Like, but, wow. You know it's bad. You know it's bad when um, uh, that is, is happening. And then even more, supposedly Bobby Kotick says, I will resign if we can't quickly fix this problem. Look, here, here's the thing. It's not a quick fix. This is going to take time to implement and first of all, you got to get rid of a lot of people because that's a lot. Of, you know, you need to get rid of people that that have any allegation, misconduct, or whatever, and start fresh. And 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 you try that, and then you still. Um, I forgot her name now. The the female Jen uh, O'Neill, or yeah, Jen O'Neill leaves because she found out basically she was like a token. Uh, she was basically given the job almost because she was like yeah. one. You know, it's like. You didn't help yourself there either. Like the the one person that was supposed to be like, okay, we're now uh, really moving in the direction, and then she leaves. Oh, and then worse, Kotick. Uh, remember the um, the lady that was formerly part of like the Bush administration that had the terrible letter yeah. that she sent. Okay, Kotick supposedly wrote that, not her. Which is funny because like, like a- after it came out and was like 
criticized. He was like, oh, we, we should have done better. And I was like, not we, and you. Then, then he basically, like, so he was talking to himself when he writes that other letter where he like calls that first letter tone deaf. Like, dude, do, do you have some kind of like mental issue that you need to go get yourself checked out? Or I mean, like, how do you basically hide behind somebody else's name? Then you come out and you're the one that wrote that terrible letter that, that was really damning and horrible. Like, it's like, Dude, I don't think there's much left for Robbie Kotick at this point as far as, like, saving face. Especially since, like, he, I know uh, Call of Duty's not doing as well this year. That's, like, it's not, the, the big one. And, I mean, that's good. That's good that somebody finally hit them in the wallet where it matters. Now, granted, I'm sure we're going to have people come out and go, well, this is only going to affect the developers. Small people are going to get fired over that, whatever. But it's like, what else are you supposed to do? At some point, the only way you're going to tell Activision Blizzard that you want change is you don't buy their stuff. and You can't, you can't fire 1,300 people. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, you can't fire everyone. Yes, again, there's going to be casualties due to this. But, like, honestly, Kotex should resign at this point. There's there's nothing here that shows that he is a good leader. Nothing. I mean, yo, okay, well, you can go back and, and say a bunch of stuff about how he did this and that and whatever. But it's like everything here just paints him in a terrible light and a terrible picture. And it looks bad for that company to continue to have him there. Oh, the board is backing him and all that stuff. It's like, really? Are y'all that? It talked about somebody that's tone deaf. That board well, is tone deaf. Like, oh. They're all, uh, you know, allies of him. So, of course, they're, they're backing him. Uh, it's just, I, I get it. But it's it's so terrible for those people that work there that have to continue to deal with this. You know, Diablo 2 Remaster was fine, but it's like, you know, Call of Duty didn't sell well. I mean, I mean, yeah, I just think that's all gonna affect them until they get rid of this, until they they get off the they get this stench away from the company and really prove that they're starting into a different direction. And right now, they've done nothing. I, so. I imagine they may wait till the until Christmas or you know the next year and just say we're gonna start like a fresh like new. The fact that Call of Duty is already on sale doesn't help either. You know? Yeah, PlayStation's also been accused of gender discrimination in the lawsuit. Uh, first reported by Axios. Um, a, a former IT security analyst, Emma Maggio, alleges that women of PlayStation were paid less than their male peers and were denied promotions. She's, she says she spent six years trying to get uh, the company to move her up the ladder, and they denied her. They also, very close to after this came out, they fired her. Uh, supposedly they closed her position or, you know, uh, the area where she worked, but that's not uh, great. And supposedly, like, even, you know, she tried to get um, some higher-ups to talk to her, and they would just ignore her and talk to other male in the same department as her. This is terrible and uh, not great either. Uh, that, I think, is more of, like, it's it's just, it's something that, you know, again, it, over time, it's going to change. Yeah. But it's going to take a long time to to have that. Uh, not be a thing where it matters what gender you are. It's more about who does the job well and do you deserve to all that. I mean, obviously, it would still matter who you're friends with and who you know and all that. That will probably never change. But I would hope that in the future, it will not matter what gender you are. But I, this is this is still a cultural thing. Um, it's not just in games. There's so many different industries where women are still, you know, paid less, not treated the same, not treated well. And this goes again to show that gaming is something that has to be worked on continuously. So it's not a thing. It's good that we're 
you know, again, it's being called in other places so that we don't think that Sony is beneath this or whatever. Again, this is like one incident. I don't know that. Let's see if anything else comes of this. But right now, it's just kind of like a bubbling story. I haven't heard a lot of people talk about it, honestly. We'll it's, see. Not, it's not quite as per- pervasive as the other places. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Activision is just like, it was way too many people. Yeah. It's like when you're having almost a whole company, like employees coming out and attacking them. Okay, so we're not going to get to everything on this tier. Uh, it's starting to get really long. Uh, we should mention that Multiverses did officially get announced because uh, we've talked about this before. That's that Smash Brothers game. Uh, it's yep. actually going to be free to play. Uh, that, was, that, was, that was rumored, but yeah. Yeah, and then, you know, it's going to have full cross-play support, which is cool, uh, between all the different consoles and PC. Arya Stark is certainly a surprise, I think. Uh, you know, I'm not surprised Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, like that, or we knew Shaggy was going to be there, Harley Quinn, uh, Bugs Bunny, you know, all that stuff. Like, um, yeah, I think, like, having Garnet or Rain Dog, Rain Dog is apparently his original character, but, like, I think Arya Stark is the most, like, oddball one out of all these here. Well, he's so, like the one that's yeah. like a real character or a real person. Right. Yeah, that's why it's weird. But hey, at least we're getting the, like, the actual actress, so. Yeah, that's they have good, voice at, least. at all. You know, like that, that Nickelodeon one. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's, so, it's free to play, so I'm going to give it a shot or, you know, we'll see. Yeah, definitely, for sure. 2K22 came out with uh, their first, uh, like a new trailer and they showed off some of the modes. Uh, there's a my G- the GM mode is back finally. Uh, yeah. I love GM mode. Hopefully they can get this right. They've changed a little bit of some of the uh, like button schemes and everything. Uh, there's uh, hopefully not be garbage. <laughs> yeah, there's a my faction and my rise, which is creating a stable and then creating a player. Um, that's kind of self-explanatory at that point. Universe mode, which is sort of like their season mode kind of, and then of course the creation stuff. So. I really want to see more of what they're going to do with GM mode. That's always been a favorite mode of WWE games for a long time. So yeah. I want to see what happens with that. Are they going to make it deep? Yeah, Phil Spencer, I think this is interesting here because, you know, when we have a company like Nintendo doesn't want emulation. I mean, they use emulation for themselves, but they don't want other people emulating their Um Sony's really never said anything about this. So it's different that Phil Spencer says game industry needs to work towards having legal game emulation solutions. In order to better preserve older software, um, and this is becoming important as you know, games keep getting older. The the old retro games, and it becomes harder to be able to preserve them uh, through their own emulation. You know, they they release that seventy six batch, you know, seventy uh, six new games, and that's supposed to be their last batch because it all the licenses and everything they have to get. And he says, look, yep. there's a way to do legal emulation where we can just run the stuff off a disc. So that's kind of the question I have is okay, why isn't like why can't they just run run things off a disc? Like why are there licenses for games that you already own? Because they're not meant for that console. But that's immaterial. But that's how the licenses work though. I would question that because like, you know, PS two emulation on the PS three was fine. It's not like it's not like oh GTA. But that great. but that was the last time, right, that we had like the no. direct to GameCube to Wii. But that's the thing, though. Like, or even uh, P- even PS4 to PS5. PS4 to PS5, yes. But like, Xbox didn't. I mean, Xbox One, the Xbox Series did it that way too. But I'm like, just saying, I, I I can I can see his argument. Like, they can't sell like Jet Set Radio features like the big one because like, that's what everyone wants apparently, or people right. want. So I can understand that argument if they can't sell that game on the store. 
because of like licensing issues, like the soundtrack. Right. I, I don't understand that argument if I have a fucking Jet Set Radio Future disc in a you know sitting next to me, and they just released some Xbox emulator that can run it. That I pop the disc into my Xbox Series X and hit play, and it goes. Right. I I don't know. I don't know if it's because they have to you know to order to do those enhancements. I then then if, they have to do the licenses or then don't do the enhancements. I, okay, but Sony didn't do it either, right? Nintendo didn't do it for the Switch to the Wii U or the Wii or or whatever. It's like again, what he's saying is in the future, all these companies should want to have legal emulations so people that buy these games could then be able to use it for systems. Sure. But in the future, Sony, right? does, so, the, you know, Jim Ryan doesn't care. Nintendo, Nintendo doesn't care, wants right? to be able to make money off there. Well, they just want to keep selling this shit over and over. Well, yeah, but I mean, they just did it with the Switch expansion, uh, online expansion thing. You know, yeah. they're probably going to sell that really well, you know, around Christmas time now because people are going to want to play those old games or, or whatever. But I agree with Phil Spencer in a way of like, it'd be awesome if we got to see this happen. Will it happen? I don't know. Again, these companies would have to stop being stubborn and really try to find a way to make so you can find a way to make a profit off of it and and allow legal emulation to happen out off a game that you know you're about whether well, you have to pay a certain a certain set of games or, or whatever. Like Well, do you think let me ask you this, because you're not a physical guy anymore, right. like physical games. So would you would you rather buy these games digitally or if you still had a collection, what would you rather just use that? Well, if I already bought it, then I obviously want to be able to play what I bought, especially if you're going to start marking them up, right? Because, okay, if I bought this game on a sale for $10 physically, but then I have to go on the digital store and pay 30 bucks for it. Yeah, there was someone know, on uh, Destructoid talking about that. I think Destructoid, about like he, he's, he regrets going all digital distant, distant narration because of Black Friday. Because like Judgment was $40 on PSN, but like $30 or $20 on, in a store. You know the physical copy, but that's how they get you to go in the store. Like that's that's the point, though. Like they do it because they know it'll drive people to go to the store and buy that for that extra twenty dollars or whatever, or or at least to buy it physically online so that they can justify having the the shelf space for those gains physically, right? If if they go and outdo what the physical stores do on those digital storefronts. They're going to get yeah. mad and the retail market's going to tell them, well, we don't want to sell your console. You're trying to kill us here. Until, I mean, I, yeah. I was going to say, like, I, I agree to his point in theory, but even like the way that Xbox does emulation, like not good or not. He understands that. I think that's why I think beyond uh, Xbox, the 360 and, uh, you know, whatever, I think he's going to make sure that once you're, like the way it worked from Xbox One to Series X is the way he's going to want to make it work going forward. Whatever yeah. it is, to, I mean, uh, Mark Cerny talked about all the stuff that they had to do to make sure that the PS4 games worked. Yeah. Right. Um, so it's not easy to do. And it depends on like how much of that stuff do you want to keep putting into the new console just to make these old games work that people may or may not play at all. So. You know, that's the thing is like game preservation is great. And I think it's a good idea. And I think it's a, you know, it sucks that we can't do that like we can with movies and, and especially music where it, it music, it was, we're just going to digitize it. And then now it's available on all these services, YouTube and whatever. 
you know, movies, similar thing, right? People can just rip a disc and then it's yeah. out there digitally. To an extent, right? but like there are movies that are like only available to like on deep. And it's like, right. why is there no Blu-ray or 4K version of like True Lies? Well, because they don't want to, they don't want to pay that because we'll, we'll buy it. Though, right. It's about an, uh, making sure people are going to pay for it. No, people, if, Believe me, if there was like a good version of True Lies or The Abyss out there, people would buy it. You know, well, yeah. I mean, I mean, I don't know about 4K HD, but yeah, Blu-ray probably. Movie studios are getting away from physical to begin with, so they're not gonna—they don't care about that anymore. Or at least most of them. Yeah, but at least most of them are available in some form. Yeah, right. Like they can I just mean, put it digitally. Yes, it's you, there. You can, you can put in like the first DVD, like fucking run, you know, disc of whatever, and it'll run on your PS5 or Xbox Series X, but not the most pristine quality version there is. There could be. Right, but the I, fact that, I mean, it runs. You can you can actually watch it. Yeah. Like, the difference is the game, you can't play it without that original system. And that's that's the difference is, like, movies and and music are have made themselves to where they will be available on anything, right? Whereas games, it's like, you're still, because of this or that or whatever, a lot of these games are stuck on that system and they will always just be stuck on that system. There's nothing you can do about it. Yeah. Um, until, unless they find out a way with legal emulation or, you know, whatever that they wind up doing, you know, have to do something. That being said, um, is there any, like, one big thing you want to talk about uh, uh, that we haven't yet? I think, I still think Star Citizen is a huge scam. They just crossed over 400 million. Yeah, no. ridiculous. Also, uh, GTA sounds, still sounds like a disaster. They're, it's funny that they're offering the old versions of the games for like the Rockstar launcher. Yeah, it's like wow. we're gonna bring these back now because we upset you. They were supposed to make you happy, but apparently, not. and it's only on the 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 launcher. Like if you bought the console, if you bought those games on console, you're screwed. So, but um, yeah, way to go, Rockstar. Yeah, it's, that they, means they, they they're like oh. It didn't live up to our standards. It's like, what, you didn't play this game beforehand? Like, apparently not. So, that being said, there are a few games still coming that are worth checking out in this first this uh, first week of December. Uh, Solar Ash is coming uh, to uh, PC, PS4, and PS5. Of course, these are the uh, Heart Machine, the folks that made, uh, oh my god, uh, oh my god, why can't, why did I just go blank? I was sitting there saying it the whole time, and I in my head, and now it went. I went um, indie game, Mark. Uh, oh my God, it's a famous indie game that looks has Hyperlight the same. Drifter. Yes, Hyperlight Drifter. Uh, the makers Hyperlight Drifter, uh, making Solar Ash. This has looked great every time I see a trailer, so I definitely want uh, this. Uh, may definitely go uh, purchase it. Uh, Chorus is also coming. This is a game that's been shown off a lot with for Xbox uh, series. Uh, it's coming to the other console, PS5, Stadia, uh, PS4, Xbox One as well. Um, it's a, a flight shooter game. So I mean, you, I'd probably like that. <laughs> yeah, that I, I've really been into it every time they show it. So I've been I'm excited to see what it looks like. Uh, that Big Brain Academy, Brain vs. Brain, is coming to the Switch. It's kind of like their uh, new version of the, the Brain games that were on the DS and the Wii. Brain Age? Or, uh... Brain Age, yes, Brain Age. Uh, that Danganronpa Decadence collection comes to the Switch. What is it? Um, Happy Humble's Burger Farm that uh, comes to the Switch. 
That's that weird game that looks sort of like Doom, but you cook and it has the animals in a weird color. Yeah, the and Disney's Magical World too. I forgot about this game. It's coming. I just saw them. They made another Siberia game coming out like a week and a half. Oh yeah, that's right. Wow. Uh, that is. <laughs> yeah, that is kind of crazy. The last um, the last Siberia game also. Well, yeah. Uh, so bef- the rest of the stuff will come out by the time uh, before the next show that we. So yeah, definitely some stuff to check out for sure. Uh, Dauntless is also coming to PS5 and Xbox Series as well. We've been waiting to check those out on the new console. But yeah, some stuff that definitely is worth your while here if you've uh, been waiting for some games to play. Of course, not very long we have to wait anymore for Halo Infinite, uh, Wolfstride, and a few other games that are coming until we get to basically the stit for the end of the year. So uh, we are starting to like start the process for Game of the Year stuff. Everybody's kind of, that's what I'm doing as well, like going through and playing some stuff that I missed. And we'll, you know, all, uh, we'll probably talk about it more when we have Randy on next week. Uh, But yeah, so we'll be, again, we'll be recording Wednesday at our normal time if you want to watch live. And then it'll be out there on Thursday at some point. Uh, Randy will be on and we uh, we can talk about things and whatever's been going on in the news. Um, Until then, everybody. Uh, thank you for joining us here. Uh, thank you for listening, for watching. Uh, you can always follow us on Twitter at WTM Sean at Hollywood Plague. Until then, folks, we'll see you later. Later.